At the end of Pashas Tzavah, we're taught about the mitzvah to build the Mizbech Hazav. The Mizbech which was used for bringing the Kateris every day. The Rishonim will ask a question. The Rishonim ask that really the place where the Torah discusses the building of all the Kalim of the Beis Amigdash of the Mishkan was in Pashas Truma. That's where we learned about the Arna Kodesh, the Menorah, the Shulchan, the outside Mizbech. And that would have been the logical place to discuss the Mizbech Hectorus as well. But at the end of the Tzavah, it's only after we've discussed the clothing of the Kohen Gadol and the process of how the Kohen Gadol gets inaugurated into the Kohenah. And then we talk about the Mizbech of the Kitaris. Why does it come at the end? Why doesn't it come with all the other Kohenim of the Mishkan? That's one question. The second question I'd like to talk about is there's a Pasuk in the Nach. It's talking about the fact that Elisha used to visit on his journeys the city of Shunam and there was an important lady there, a wealthy lady who wanted the schos of hosting the Navi. So she tells her husband, let's make a guest room and Aliyah's care as a place that the Navi will be able to stay when he comes to Shunam. And we'll furnish that guest room with a shulchan and a kisay and a mitzah and a menorah. The basic furniture room needs a table and a chair and a bed and a, a menorah, some kind of a light. And they were prepared for this whenever he came to that place. The Valim Machshava see a reference in that pasuk to the same kalim which would be the basic furniture in a person's house relate to the same kalim which are used in the Mishkan. Now if you look at the kalim mentioned, some of them are more obvious. For example, there was a menorah and a shulchan in the Mishkan as well. The concept of a mitzvah bed is alluded to in the Pasuk also. When it's in, in Melachim, when it talks about the building of the first place of Mikdash, and it says that they brought the Aron HaKodesh into the HaKodesh HaKodesh, which is called the Beis Hamitos. So we found the, we found the reference of the Aron HaKodesh as the Mitzvah, which that needs explanation too, but maybe a different time. But the question is, what refers to the Kisei? The Che. Especially since the only other clue we have is the Mizbech HaKodesh. Why would that be called the Kisei? What's the comparison to the Che? So to answer these questions, let's first see what the Rishonim say when they talk about the purpose of bringing Kateris. What was unique about the Avoida of bringing Kateris to, to HaKadosh Baruch Hu? And we found two different approaches in the Rishonim. The Ramban writes that the Kateris came, he says, as a way, so to speak, an offering of covered Shemay. And that's why the Ramani explains that only after we've mentioned everything which was necessary in order to bring the Shekhinah to reside among people. The building of the Mishkan and the clothing of the Kohen Gadol and the Avodah he had to do. 
And at that stage, the Pasuk says, Hashem says, I'll rest among the Jewish people. Well, at that stage, so then if the Shekhinah is going to be here, then out of respect for the Shekhinah, we bring Kataris. So, it's only when the Mishkan was already a place where the Shekhinah would reside, so then out of honor, out of respect for the Shekhinah, we bring the Kataris. That's the Ramban's explanation. The Rambam in Marin Avuchim gives a different explanation. The Rambam is hard to understand. What he says is, is that in a place where they bring carbonus, there will be reichin rain. And the point of the Kteris was to dispel those reichin rain. And obviously it's hard to understand what the Rambam is referring to because there were two different places. The carbonus would be brought outside in the Azara. The Kutaris was talking inside in the Kodesh. And Bichlal, what does it mean that the place where the carbonus was brought was a place of Reichin Rod? Zerama means explanation. So let's explore together the meaning of the Kutaris and try to understand these two opinions in the Rishon. So, Let's begin with the Chazal. Chazal on the Pasuk, on the Pasuk in Malachi, where it says, The offering of Kla Yisrael in Yerushalayim will be as pleasing to Hashem as times of old and previous years. What's the metaphor? What are we describing the Korbanus to? And in the future there will be a carbon which will be brought to Hashem which will be as satisfying, as appreciated, so to speak, by Hashem as times of old in previous years. So Chazal explained it like this. There were two carbonus which gave Hashem the most pleasure. The first was the carbon that Adam Arishan brought after he was created. Adam was created, Adam was brought into Gan Eden, and at that stage, before he sinned, Adam brought up carbon. We learn from the Pasuk, Vatita Hashem Mishar Par, that was the carbon that Adam brought to Hashem. And the pleasure Hashem got from that carbon was unparalleled. That's Kimei Oilam, from something at the beginning of the world. And there was a second carbon, which was brought to Hashem as well, which also provided that same level of satisfaction, of happiness by Hashem, as it were. And that was the carbon that Noach brought. After alighting from the table, Noach comes to an empty world. And the first thing Noach does is he brings the carbon from the kosher animals he took with him into the table. And that carbon was also especially fragrant, so to speak, to Hashem. Why? What was unique about these two korbanos? And the answer is, both of these korbanos came in a situation, in a world, where there was no hate. A world which was perfect. A world which was everything was the way Hashem wanted it to be. The obvious example for that is Gan Eden, 
which was the perfect place that Kaddish Baruch created. And in that Gan Eden, so then there was no Ra, there was nothing bad yet. Everything was how Hashem wanted it to be. And the carbon brought in such a place was especially, so to speak, pleasing to Hashem. Same thing by Nach, even though the Dara Mabul had been so bad and so sinful, but they'd been destroyed. And now after the flood, the world was starting again. And once again, when Nach comes out the Teva, he meets a world which is clean. A world which isn't contaminated by Avera. And into that perfect world, that's when Nach brings the carbon. And the Reich Nichoyach, the pleasant aroma of that carbon, ascends to Shemayim, unaffected by any Avera. And therefore it's particularly pleasing to Hashem. The Kirby Korbanus we bring for other reasons too. The Kirby Korbanus which we bring as a chait, as kapara for something we've done wrong. The Kirby Korbanus we bring because it's something which we, a problem which we're asking Hashem to help us solve. Or a difficulty we're asking Hashem to help us overcome. And there's a place for that also and it's also a part of our avoidance. But it doesn't compare to the satisfaction which is given to Hashem by a carbon, which comes in a situation of perfection, a situation of purity. That's the idea of Keteris. Keteris didn't come, so to speak, as a kapara. Keteris didn't come from a situation of a chate. Rather, Keteris comes at a time or a stage where it's only coming for Kod our place with Kvot Shemayim is manifest. So then we bring Keteris as a carbon of something which is just brought as an expression of it should be a Nachas It should provide that pleasantness, that aroma that Hashem enjoys. The fact, not that he needs to smell the spice, but it's the concept of the carbon which is brought in a perfect situation. And that's why it's within the ability of Keteris to drive away anything bad, whether it's the Ra, whether it's the Satan. The result says the reason we say Keteris before davening is to chase away whatever negative spiritual influences there are, so that when you're able to daven afterwards, that filler goes, so to speak, to Shemaim, unhindered by negative spiritual forces. That's the Kayak of Keteris. That's also the place Keteris was brought. Really, what was meant to be was by Matan Torah. The Jewish people were meant to usher in an era which would be reminiscent of the time of adoration before his chet. We go back to a stage of perfection untainted by Avera. And Klayishwal lost that exalted level when Klayishwal sinned with the Egelazov. And thereafter, no longer would it be possible for the entire Jewish people to reach that level of perfection Hashem wanted there to be but in a communal way we could create a new era, a new zone a new place which would still have that perfection which would still have that purity that was the Mishkan the Mishkan was a microcosm of the creation but within the confines of the Mishkan everything was perfect it was exactly what it was meant to be exactly the way Hashem wanted it. And because of that, it was a place where the Shekhinah resided, the Shekhinah rested. And when we see that, we have a place 
where here's a place where the Shekhinah is willing to manifest itself. Where here's a place where the Shekhinah is willing to reside. So this is the place of purity. And that's the place we can the terrorists. And therefore the Ramban explains. It was only after everything had been set in place that now there is such a place which is on the level which we're able to bring Keturus. And I know we're able to, so to speak, uh, uh, connect to or maybe experience the Shekhinah. That's the place where we're able to bring Keturus. That's the Ramban's explanation. The Rambam, if you look in the Arizal, is really saying a similar idea. Rekin Ron doesn't mean negative smells, which the terrorists would come and purify the air from. The terrorists is much more holy and much more important than the Arizal. What the Rambam means is what the Arizal also says, is that they're Ruchin Ron, they're negative spiritual forces. And where the shaft of the Kabbalists, those forces would be there because the Kabbalists are coming to mechape from a virus. So they're coming to deal with the negative spirituality that people have created. But what's needed with the Koyach of the Keteris, just like we find that the Beret of the is to chase with the Malach HaMovish. The Koyach of the Keteris, like the Rizal says before davening, is to keep out, keep away all the negative spiritual forces. The summary, the Koyach of the Keteris, had that ability also to separate all the chitzonim, all the negative, so to speak, spiritual elements that there are. And then it would make a place and a potential for an avoider, for an avoider which is pleasing to Hashem. Unhindered, uninterrupted, undisturbed by anything negative. That was Dafka the Tzibur. We can bring the Keturus and Dafka inside the Kodesh. Inside the Heichel of the Beis Mikdash, where that was a place of purity. A place where Keturus could be brought. And now let's go back to the second point. Why is the Mizbech a Keturus compared to a Kisei? So we know the idea of the Kisei of Hashem. The Kisei Hashem and the Kisei are covered. A kisei, a throne, is a symbol of the king. It's a symbol of his power. Like the Midrash talks at length in the beginning of Megillah Esther, the throne of the king is a symbol of his religion. And similarly, the kisei Achavad is a symbol of Hashem's religion. And as much as there's Ra in the world, the Kisa is not complete. And that's what the Pastor tells us about the Marek. Kiyad al Kaisko. Kais, the word for Kisa, is spelled missing the Aleph. Because as long as a Marek exists, and the evil which a Marek perpetuates has not been destroyed, then the throne of Hashem is not complete. And it's only after a Marek is destroyed. And there is a stage of perfection in the world. Then I call the Sparachus Kisei, so to speak, Nochen Kisei Chomois. Then Hashem's Kisei is manifest completely. The Kvod Shemaim is 
more more easy for us to relate to when we don't see anything interfering with it, anything which detracts from it. That's why the the place we bring the kteris, which is the carbon brought from a point of a world which is perfect, a world which is in keeping with the way Hashem wants it to be, a world which has that pleasantness of the, the the way the lack of wrath, the perfect so to speak setting to bring to serve Hashem is compared to the kisse. It wasn't the only time that the Jewish people broke a terrace. We find there was a second time we broke a terrace as well, and that was on Yom Kippur. When the Kohen Gadol would go into the Kohen Shakadashim, he would bring Kateris. But if we look closely at the Avoid of the Kohen Gadol and Kippur, we'll see a very interesting thing. We would have thought that the Kateris was one part of the Avoid of Yom Kippur, and bringing the blood of the power of the bull of the Kohen Gadol was the second part of that Avoid. But if we look how the Avodah was done in Yom Kippur, we see something fascinating. We see that what happened would be that the Kohen Gadol would first go to the par and you do vidui for his Averis that he and his family had done on the par. Then you would check the par. Then you would take the blood and give the blood to somebody else to stir. Then he would go and bring the Ktoris and take the Ktoris into the Kodesh HaKadoshim, into Bernateh. Then you go back out again and bring the blood and sprinkle the blood. Why is it? Why are the two avoiders mixed together? Why don't you do them each separately? Either you should first do the Ktoris by itself, and then only afterwards start with the whole process of the prayer, or the other way around, finish the prayer. You've already done video on the prayer, you've already shechted the prayer, so finish, do the avoid of the dam. Sprinkle the blood, and then after go to the Kataris. Why is the place of the Kataris in the middle of the avoid of the pack? And the Svarna tells us an amazing principle. The Svarna says, because really, if a Kohen Gadol is going to a place which is even more Kaddish than the Heichel, the Kohen Gadol is entering a zone which is on a high level of Kadusha, the Kaddish HaKadusha. Then what's appropriate is for him to bring Ketores in the Kodesh HaKadoshim. It's a place where there's a high level of Gindu where the Kavad Hashem is more prevalent, is more, is more felt, is on a higher level. That's Mechayat Ketores. Then we can bring a carbon to Hashem on a level of even increased purity. So the first thing we should do is bring the Kateris. So why do we start with the vidui, the confession on the power, and shechting the power before the Kateris? Says the Svarna, an amazing point. Says the Svarna, because in order to do an avoider on such a level of purity, in such a place of purity, the person doing the avoider has to be pure too. The Kohen Godel has to be the most pure he can be. Otherwise, he's not right to bring a terrorist. 
And if that's the case, it has to be the first of Kohen Godel, that's Vidui. On the par. And the Kohen Godel shechts the par. And that's the acceptance of that Vidui. So now the Kohen Godel is clean. Now that he's clean, he's able to bring the Ketaris. And therefore, really, the first avoid in the Kodesh HaKadosh is to be, I'm entering an area of increased in Kedusha. I'm able to serve Hashem on a higher level. I'm coming to a place where there's a higher level of Gedur Yishchela. I'm able to bring a new Kedusha. But in order to bring a Kedusha, I have to be on the highest level I can be to. And therefore, first I have to do Vidui. First I have to do Tshuva. And then I'm perfecting myself as much as I can. Then I'm ready to bring Kedusha. That's the first step. And so only after that, we get to the second step, which is to do the avoid of the parity, we get kapara for the various of the kind. That's the second time we find Gatoris. And the third, it's something we find by the Menachos. There was the Shulchan with the twelve Necham upon him, which every Shabbos, they would switch to Ninacham upon him. But then there was no avoda to do. Because together with the Lechem Aparim and the Shulchan, there were two Pazichim of Levoina. Two spoons, bowls, of Levoina, the kind of Kateris. And when they would change Lechem Aparim, they would take these two bowls of Kateris and they would burn them on the outside Mizbech. And then they would be able to eat the Lechem Aparim. We passed them that after the Kabbalah Musaf and Shabbos, that's when they would burn the Levoina. And why was it in the outside Mizbech? And it's a kind of sense, it's a kind of terrorist. Really, every mincha had something similar. He used to bring the voina with the menachas, but that's a different point. But over here, what was the void of the, of the lechem upon him? Was specifically to burn the levoina on the mizbech, on the outside mizbech. Why? Because we know that on Shabbos, the world gets to a high level. But the result teaches us in Shabbos, the world detaches a step from the Koyach of Ra, which is normally connected to. And the highest point of Shabbos is at the Musaf. When we bring the Musaf of Shabbos, so then everything is elevated to a high level. And therefore, after we brought the Musaf of Shabbos, when everything has been raised to a high dimension, so now even outside the Heichel, even in the Azara, there's a level of Kvod Shemayim, which during the week there isn't there. During the week, there's still Reich in Roy. There's still a connection to something which is impure. Something which is not completely perfect. And it's not a place which is right for Ketaris. But on Shabbos, after we brought the carbon and Musaf, and everything is now on a higher level, then that also becomes a place where we can demonstrate that this is now also a place of Kedusha. A place which is detached from anything Ra. And the way we demonstrate that is by bringing Ketaris. So we have the Kataris in the place. The more Kaddish the place, we have Kaddish in time. The more Kaddish the time. And we have a third something which is similar to Kataris as well. It's brought in the Mephoshim that the Sandak by a bris is similar to a coin as we make of Kataris. Both of them are considered a school of Rashiras. Both of them, a person shouldn't do more than once for this. There's a comparison between the two. Why? Why is holding a child by a bris similar to a katoris more than similar to a carbon? And the answer is because as far as a person goes, the child is having a bris is an avoda which is as pleasing to Hashem. 
because he's a child who's still perfect. He's done no avarice. He's done nothing wrong. And therefore the avoided done with a child who's still in that stage of newness, of perfection, is a special avoider. It has the smell of a katerist. That's the yisait. Whenever there's a kisay, whenever there's more of a revelation of Kod Shemaim, the service we do to bring a carbon which is on a high level, on a carbon on a level of high Kedusha, less connected to Ra, less tainted, is the avoid of the Kateris. And there is that special, so to speak, flesh in the eyes of Hashem. A carbon which is meant betaira as a sign of Kod Shemaim. Arizal takes it a step further. The, all the spices which combined in the Kateris was a combination, like of, we said, of the Tov and the Rav, everything being utilized together to serve Hashem. And when everything is being utilized together to serve Hashem, then it's all good. The Dan of That's the deeper point of the Avedis Kateris. And that's the carbon we look forward to bringing in the future. When the world returns to a stage of perfection, when there won't be a chalik of Ra in the world, then the avodas Hashem we do will be on a high level. Then we can say, that it will be as pleasing to Hashem, the korbanus we bring in Yerushalayim in the future, as much as the korbanus which were brought by Adam, which were brought by Naich, korbanus brought in a perfect world, in a world which is only a manifestation of Kvot Shemaim, and the special level of Nachas Ruach that causes Tashem as well.